What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's the HAPS 3% Brothers? As always, thanks again for joining me. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And also, please give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps us out tremendously. All right, this week, Marine Corps chick Dana Diaz joined me again. But this time, we give an update on how our exclusive relationship has been going. We've been exclusive for a month and a half at the time of this recording. And by the time this publishes, we'll be five months exclusive assuming she's still with me when this publishes. Hey, anything can happen, right? We talk about how we met, some of our dating experiences up until this point, including her teaching me how to ride a motorcycle. We also talk about our little run-in with uh, the Rona. (laughs) We had a little bit of a Rona scare when we recorded this. It's been a real blast so far, and I'll bring you that conversation right after this. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week I have the lovely Marine Corps chick, also known as Dana. Um, if you guys listened to last week's episode, we had uh, Louise Batello on, and uh, Dana and I both were talking to him about uh, dating apps and strategies, strategery. So, this week, Dana's joining me because we're giving a relationship update. hey <laughs> What's up, Marine Corps chick? How are you doing? I'm doing good, babe. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so uh, at the time of this recording, by the time this publishes, it's <laughs> I think it's going to be February or March. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I, have to, I have to look. But at the time of this recording... Uh-oh, you're dying. If you guys don't know this. Corona. Yeah, if you guys don't know this right now, uh, Dana may or may not have the Rona. 
Um, Lala Ronan, you bitch. She and I, I, I took her down to get tested on Friday, and uh, we're still waiting for the results. We're supposed to get it in 24 to 48 hours, but of course, when you take a test on a Friday, you know, they got the weekend. You know, they got to go out and party. So we probably won't know until Monday or fucking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. whether we can move on with our lives or not but um that's neither here nor there so if you if you hear dana uh coughing everyone so <laughs> it's because she's she's recovering from from what's possibly la la rona <laughs> and a pretty bad sinus infection yeah which is not fun which is so sexy babe so mm-hmm. so, so sinus hot. pressure and all all the phlegm <clears throat> mm-hmm. all of it <laughs> So anyway, we wanted to give a relationship update because at the time of this recording, uh, we're we're a month and a half sluice effective today, <laughs> and uh, but and we've been dating for what almost two months, right? Because mm-hmm. we started dating around the beginning, somewhere in the middle of September, mm-hmm. and then um, we we end up becoming sluice, as you say. Mm-hmm. At, the, at uh, on the first of October, mm-hmm. which is an easy date to remember, and it is. Uh, so now, yeah, so now we're a month and a half in, babe. What do you what do you hey, think so far? Are you happy? I sure as hell am. Are you? Yeah, happy as a great. Clam. Happy as a clam. Where does that even come from? Happy as a clam. People come uh, up with some weird stuff. John Clam invented it. I I just made that up. Yeah, I can see that from your facial expressions. Well, my, <laughs> my, my kids always ask me, uh, Dad, why is a gondola? Like, if we were at the Royal Gorge, and they're mm-hmm. like, Dad, why is it called a gondola? And I go, because John Gondola invented it. Or they'll say, they'll say, why is, why is the X called this? You know, and I'll say, because John so-and-so invented it. So now, like, the kids still haven't learned to stop fucking asking me that. Because <laughs> I, so because I'll, but I'll keep giving that answer. So I dig it. So, Marine Corps chick Dana. Mm-hmm. So I did a I did a podcast episode a few weeks ago. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, but it was on uh, the how I used the law of attraction to attract you. Oh, and yeah, I used hocus pocus mumbo jumbo, and here mm-hmm. you are. Here you are. Here I am. And we also did a, uh, an episode together a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that, uh, the audio wasn't as good as this audio because we were sharing a microphone. But yeah. So, but we, we, I think we told people about it, but how did we meet, babe? Bumble. Bumble. It's, uh, if you guys don't know what Bumble is, it's um, basically forces the, well, yeah, the woman has to approach the man. So you match and then she has to talk to you first. Um, yeah. And then you go from there. It's like Tinder, but for progressive women, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, I think I told you that you're like the first like date that I ever had on bubble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we live in a very conservative area, part of Colorado. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like, most women uh, don't want to make the first move. They want the guy to make the first move. And Bumble is a little ahead of their time. I will say that um, I was a little bit hesitant about Bumble at first because I I'm not a first mover. That's that's for sure. But I'm just like, okay, I'm behind a keyboard. 
what's the worst that that can happen? They just don't respond like, okay, so let's give this a shot. So, but clearly it worked out. Yeah. Well, it had to work out because I used the law of attraction. Uh, uh, Yeah. I said, I'm going to meet this woman. I'm going to meet her before September 30th and she's going to make the first move and bam, bam, you checked all the boxes. So we met on Bumble and um, we went on our first date. We went to, I I asked you to go to uh, meet me at CB's. It's Mm -hmm. a bar in Delta, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And uh, you thought one that I was ghosting you and then I Mm -hmm. confirmed. And then you thought I was going to stand you up. Yeah. I I really wasn't sure. Cause like we had talked in that previous podcast. I mean, I did not hear from you and I was like, okay, well, you know, he's moved on to greener pastures or whatever. So when I actually got to the restaurant, I was like, Hey, you want to see something funny? And she's like, what? I was like, watch me get ghosted. And then, um, like a ninja. Yeah. And then you like pop up and I was like, well, yeah. I, well, and then I had made a comment. Like, I was like, if I get ghosted, do I get a free beer or something like that? And she laughed and she's like, no, I was like, shit. But then you showed up and then everything was okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a man of my word, babe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so then, um, so we had a, a good conversation at CB's. I thought we were clicking pretty well. <laughs> and so I invited you over to walk the uh, lake with me, right? Over by uh, Confluence Park in Delta. I was like, am I, is he going to try to drown me? Really? You thought I was a creep guy like that? Uh, well, I didn't know. I was like, okay, <laughs> so I got to get in this man's car and yep. go to a lake. Yeah. Hmm. And then you're very trusting. Yeah. I was like, is this like, I feel like this is where in the horror movies, everybody's screaming at you. Don't get in the car. You dummy. But I got in the car. (laughs) I I do my own stunts. Well, it worked out. It worked out because uh, although, although it was, um, I don't think I planned it very well because when we got there, it was dark as hell and we couldn't see shit. And we were, basically walking around in pitch darkness around this lake <laughs> that's true but um it was but then, fun though yeah it was fun and then you know we had a really good conversation we you know played on the exercise equipment a little bit and oh yeah <laughs> and, uh, we got back to my car and i brought up how in your your bumble profile you, you at the end of your like your you have like a you had bullet pointed items you know like yeah you know, uh, all the stuff that you liked and stuff like that. But then you're like, let's be friends at the end. And I was like, what the fuck's that all about? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay. And that, that I'm still pretty shocked about. Cause like you say, you've never met any friends on Bumble. I, uh, well not on Bumble, but I've definitely have got two or three friends that I met on Tinder and there there's no like chemistry there, nothing whatsoever. And I wouldn't say that I go out like ever went out to hang out with these people like extensively, but like, used to chat with them like once in a blue moon so mm-hmm. see how they're doing you know but that's about it yeah i think that the only person that i have that kind of situation with is um the other gal that i mentioned in the uh the law of attraction episode yeah. the hairstylist chick which uh we we only went on two dates and i really just was like mm. I, I really don't want to ruin this business relationship that I have. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she cuts my daughter's hair and yeah. I, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck that up. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
then right. she, she lives too far away and uh, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so after our first date, I felt like we, we hit it off pretty good. Uh, second date, I invited you hiking mm-hmm. and then back to my place uh, to grill up some steaks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you used uh, that Hawaiian sauce, which was super good. Love that stuff. Yeah, that was, yeah, I like to, I like to marinate my steaks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you had to go home early that night. So you like took off. <laughs> so I did. Cause uh, let's see, we had a chat about this the other day. Your, uh, your, your friend junior li- mm-hmm. li- listened to an episode and he didn't like how, and one of the episodes I talked about, like when you invite uh, a, a gal back to your place, it's like, I said, it's like a, a lamb throwing a lamb to the lion's den, right? Or mm-hmm. inviting a lamb to the lion's den. He didn't appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's second date nothing happened. You, uh, you had dinner, we chilled, we watched a little bit of a movie and then you're like, I got to go. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That lamb escaped that night. Showed in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. It worked out. Cause then, uh, what did we do for our third date? I'm trying to think. I think that's when I offered to teach you how to ride a motorcycle. Mm, no. And then. No. Is it? You ended up back I'm at almost my. almost positive. You ended up back at my place the third no i think i think that was the mini golf date because i think after that we ended up like we went to my place the 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 bar not my mm-hmm. actual place yeah that's right yeah what was that the third because then you got tacos from that little taco shop yeah i did but you weren't hungry yeah no it was it definitely was because um i wanted to take you to my place, the, the bar, mm-hmm. not my place. Where I but, got roofied. But, well, that was later. That wasn't that. Yeah. I didn't fucking roof you. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, I'm not roofing Dana. Holy shit, Dana. Um, anyway, so I took you mini golfing and then I wanted to take you to drinks, but I forgot my, my ID. So oh, yeah. I had to bring you all the way back to my house to get, to get the ID because I picked mm-hmm. you up at your place. And then we went... We, we went back yeah, to, that's right. we went back to my place. Mm-hmm. We had a few drinks and then we ended up back at my place again, uh-huh. my, my actual place that time. So that was date number Indeed. three. Yeah. So that was fun. And then, um, so it must've been date four when we ended up it at your house. It was pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. We ended, up at, we ended up at your house and you have a motorcycle. I cooked you Thai food. Yes. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That's like, you've made that for me twice now. I have. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. With <laughs> alpaca meat. Yep. Show thing. <laughs> yeah, because like, um, yeah. That, yeah, it had to have been date number four. Because we went to Confluence again, and I just had you like right around the parking lot. And then we no, went. No, to- no, no. So the first time you suggested teaching me to ride your bike, it was in your back alleyway. Oh. <laughs> And right. I had never ridden a bike before in my life. And you're like, I'll hold you up on it. Like I was a f- fucking toddler in a training wheels, Wait. but mm-hmm. that's fine. Cause I deserved it. And, <laughs> and so then you're like, yeah, go ahead and take it like down the way. And so I, I, I did, I, I had it going down. I think I stalled yeah, it like 20, it. I stalled it 20 times. And then I finally got it going down the alleyway and I got to the end of the alley and I fucking like, killed it 
And uh, like I lost my balance and I like it, it tipped over and I was like, oh shit, it, yeah. I dropped her fucking bike like, a, oh my I God. I didn't actually expect you to like go all the way down the alleyway. I was trying to get you to walk the bike out, you know, like just like getting a feel for when, when it moves, like playing with the clutch and the gas. And then sure enough, you go all the way down. I was like, oh shit. He, and then, you know, you get to the street. I was like, oh my God, he's going to go on the street. And I was like, okay. And then you tipped it and then. Junior yeah. and I had to come running down. Yeah, and you and I was like, are in. you okay? I was yeah. fine. Like, I didn't fall down or anything. Like, I caught, like, I felt it fall over, but I couldn't keep it upright. And because yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. And so, I mean, like, I didn't fall over, but the bike did. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just fucking dumped her bike. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you're, like, okay. you're like, it's okay. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're a sweetheart. Um, <laughs> and then the, I'm trying to think, like, I think after that, we decided that we would meet up at Confluence and like actually ride around uh, the empty mm-hmm. parking lot there. That was like my first real lesson. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, now I want you to take it down and around the lake. And I was like, what? No. You did it. You I did. Back. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was fun. It was fun. Now I like, I'm all about these motorcycles. Yeah. He actually bought one. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And then I spent like the next few weeks trying to convince you to like take it down Main Street. And then we did it, but it's like two o'clock in the fucking morning or it's like freezing outside. But there was that no was cars. Hilarious. So, like, there, I felt, yeah, I felt there wasn't any it. cars. I was like, you're like, okay, I'll do it if it's like 2 a.m. And we're like sitting watching movies again. And I was like, okay, it's 2 a.m. Let's go. Like, <laughs> Let's go. She doesn't uh, let me just get away with shit. She's she calls me <laughs> on the bullshit. So, which is good, which is good. But like you know what, all that stuff uh, is has made me feel more confident. You know, like uh, when I you. Keep, yeah, I keep telling you, like you know, you are your own worst enemy. If you scare yourself you will actually end up making a mistake because you're like so focused. So like, you know how I tell you to drop your shoulders, lean into your turn, look through your turn, all that. Mm-hmm. When you focus, when you're hyper-focused on something, you, you tense up and you're looking right at it. And then that's when you're going to make a mistake. You know, that's why I'm always telling you, drop your leg, drop your shoulders, look through your turn and stuff like that. And honestly, you're not going to be prepared for anything. It's just like when your parents take you um, in a car, you know, you're, you just got to go, you just got to do it. You know, you can have like your baseline, like pedal, you know, gas pedal, brake pedal, you know, yeah. and in this case it's a standard. So you have to, you have to know how to shift and stuff, but it's the same concept. And until you just throw yourself into the deep end, you're never going to get it done. So I agree. And I think also like uh, the times that I went down to your house and you're like cooking and the Rona, the, so you're cooking and then you're just like, here's the keys, go take it for a ride while I'm cooking. Like that, yeah. that helped, that helped out a lot too. And at first I was just like going around the block all around your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I laid it down one other time uh, doing the same thing. Basically I came to a stop sign and then I got all in my head cause there was a bunch of cars there and I, <laughs> I fucking like uh, popped the clutch and fucked it fucked it up and then it fell down and i was like god and then some guy pulls his truck over he's like you okay buddy and i was just so <laughs> fucking mortified i was like i'm fine i'm fine fucking go just fucking go i'm yeah. fine and um but other than that like when i took it uh down uh fifth right by your house and i followed that all the way down to like the end of delta 
and that's like so far and i went through like a bunch of stop signs and stuff like that like that kind of stuff was like really good practice for me like coming to a full stop getting it going again without killing it because like i i mean i i grew up driving a standard transmission car and it's very similar on a bike but it's not the same I don't it care is what, not the same you're out in the says. elements you know you're super exposed there's I mean, you're in a car, you're, I mean, for lack of a better term, protected, you know, you can still get in a crash and get hurt, but it's nowhere near the same pressure that you have on a motorcycle. Your head's literally on a swivel. So you have so much more to think about and it really is intimidating. You know, I don't care who you are, you know, like even, even as long as I've been riding, I still get nervous jumping on a bike because I'm always like, you know, where's the gravel? Um, you know, like just the other week, you know, um, I had a pretty nasty spill, uh, ripped open my hand and my knee and stuff like that. So just because you're a good rider, you know, doesn't mean you're not going to wreck. And, you know, if there's a point in time where someone's always, you know, if you ever meet those people where they're like, oh yeah, I've never laid my bike down, you know, I've never dumped it. Okay. Well, you just haven't been riding long enough or just, haven't been riding that much you know at all just it happens to everybody yeah (laughs) i don't know about that like i feel like everybody i i feel like so since i've been riding with you um it's you know it's only been like a couple months but i'm still like i'm still nervous out there although like today because i finally got my leathers and i had my helmet and all that Mm -hmm. um i finally had like protective gear on whereas before i was like riding with no helmet and shit and uh, like I felt better today. Like I felt like, okay, if I lay this thing down, like I'm not going to lose like half my skin. Mm-hmm. I, I feel pretty good about that. But at the same time, I still am nervous, but I, and I never want to lose that nervousness. You don't, you really don't because yeah. that's what's going to keep you alive. I don't want to be that, complacent. No, you don't. That's yeah. That's when you die or, you know, get really, really injured. Also having that support, having someone next to you, like with you while you're riding helps. So that's not, you know, if we're going longer distances, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to get in the car behind you until I get Bay back. You know, I can't really be on the road with you. Bay is and- what she calls her motorcycle guys. Just so you know, <laughs> my motorcycle is called Rip Wheeler uh, after the character from Yellowstone, the TV show, <laughs> the guy who fucking kills people because he's Hell a badass yeah. and he wears black because my bike's all black. He do be pretty dough. Yeah. He a pretty bike. Um, but yeah, once I get Bay back, you know, right on over here. And honestly, um, once you're following me around, there's just going to be that comfortability. You will, like, I can't even explain it, but you're going to, like, it just feels better when you, when you're riding with somebody, when there's somebody with you right there, not only because you're going to be louder and have more of a presence, but you're going to be more visible to other people. So there's a little bit, you know, a little bit of a different mindset when you're actually riding with somebody else rather than solo and you have to focus 100% by yourself you know like Mm -hmm. but with other people they're constantly looking too so you can point out things to each other like potholes or gravel like hey watch this gravel you know so yeah I feel like you you junior and I uh we should form our own motorcycle gang well I don't know if I told you this so um, I, I'm actually am starting a motorcycle club for um, I'm going to call it ride, ride to survive or ride and survive or something like that. It's about people who just need a bigger community, a bigger support system. And you, we go out for a ride wherever, you know, and then we meet at like a, a bar or a restaurant. And we just have drinks, 
shoot the shit talk, you know, just building some camaraderie for people that really just need it, you know, that need to pick me up and just need a family, you know. You, um, you did mention that. You also said that starting a motorcycle club, there's a lot of politics involved. Like you have to pay dues into some kind of fucking central motorcycle. You do. um, Yeah. And then, you know, there's a difference between a motorcycle club and a, a motorcycle, um, what do they call it? Gang. Uh, like a no, they gang is the <laughs> the, the word they use is club, or like a association. Like there's different levels. Like you can't have a club that's co-ed. You know, it has to be strictly male or strictly female. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. You know, and then they get proceeds. Like say, if you're doing a fundraiser you know, the motorcycle association gets like a certain amount of the proceeds and you have to like set certain rules and you have to get those rules approved by, yeah, it's a whole process. And then if you're trying to patch out, then you got to get the patch approved and yeah, it's a whole process. It's amazing. That's amazing to me that there's like one group that has the fucking racket on clubs. Yeah. And they can totally extend you just because they don't like you. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so if I you don't if you don't comply, they'll send the fucking hell's angels to fucking hit you over the head with a ball peen or something, right? Yeah, I'll hit them back. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely want to get like a big rapport going before I try to like go and fight these these guys and like get a bunch of people who are actually willing to put in the time and effort to be a part of a club where like you know where, where people can establish a family, like establish like a support group, you know, cause I don't, I don't, not that I don't want people to just visit and then go and then go say goodbye, you know, cause I think that's fun too, you know, socializing and networking is always fun, but I definitely want to have repeat riders that way, you know, you can build that friendship, you build that camaraderie and then, you know, people who are like depressed or, you know, just need that extra support, you know, yeah. they have, they have someone to run to. So it's like my red club. Yep. But with motorcycles and they're all badasses because they ride motorcycles. Indeed. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, um, so we talked a lot about motorcycles. Uh, obviously, uh, you got me like in love with these things. Um, fucking love it now. Um, another thing that we did was I did a mystery date with you. Ooh, I, I yeah. took you to sushi because you said like sushi is like your favorite food and sushi yeah and uh, i knew there was a really nice sushi place in montrose colorado and then down the street from the sushi place is a uh prohibition era speakeasy where you show up it's like a back alley you knock on the door they open a little fucking hatch and you have to have the password they're like what's the password guys he walks me down this freaking alley and i'm in like three inch high heel no maybe even four inch high heeled they like were sexy pointed toe stilettos and he's like like in, in a black dress and we're going down this fucking alleyway where there's like gravel and there's like cracks and stuff like that and he knocks on this door and this like tiny woman appears through this window i'm like do i need to like fucking run right now like where the hell are we and he's like on his phone she's like password and he's like blah 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 and i'm like okay and then like we get ushered through this small door and there's like this room and they're like would you like some punch? 
and then there's like people like yeah it was cool i was like what the where the fuck am i like am i about to get murdered right now but <laughs> it was super fun really cute i loved it well that was straight out of um the three percent man book because Corey talks about scare her at the speakeasy no he doesn't say that but he said <laughs> he talks about like said like tell a tell a gal that you're gonna pick him up hey i'm gonna pick you up at your place 6 p.m thursday and then dress dress cute right so i told you to dress dress cute or something i can't remember what i told you but um you wore this really pretty black dress and you these really schmancy black shoes and um so i picked you up at your place and i and you're like where are we going like all week you were trying to get me to tell you where we're going and i wouldn't do it and uh so i took you to the sushi place and you're like oh my god you know and the sushi was really good i thought the sushi was really good but oh I, I my really, gosh yeah yeah i really think that the the hit of the night though was the speakeasy because that is just it's like you scared me i thought i was going to die you know i was <laughs> like it's a fun oh, experience though you know it just, was awesome i loved it yeah I, like um yeah guys out there if you could surprise like if you know what your lady likes surprise her guarantee you she's gonna love it because like yeah she might be asking where are we going where are we going where are we going but i had so much fun because it's like yeah it was it was a blast it's, it's like christmas you you don't want to know what the presents are before you see the presents, but then when you see the presents, you're like, oh, Santa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was fun too. Like, so when we went, walked into the speakeasy, you walk into the, the first door mm-hmm. and then they shut that lock it all like, yeah, that's what freaked me out. I was like, yeah. shit, how am I going to get out of here? And then, and then they bring you into a second door and then they offer you punch. It was all spiked punch, right? They're like, would you yeah, like a glass awesome. of punch? I, uh, I've been there. Shit. I've been there like a couple of other times and they, they do stuff like champagne. Like, would you like a glass of champagne or whatever? It's always like, well, they, then all- they had that one guy with that portable table, like lighting stuff on fire and using the smoke in his like whiskeys and bourbons and stuff like that. That was super cool. Yeah. He was making all sorts of schmancy drinks and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. ordered a martini, which I, I almost too. never order. Um, I haven't ordered a martini <laughs> probably 20 years since I was like in the Navy thinking I was James Bond, like overseas or something. And I ordered a fucking martini. It's definitely been a minute for me too. Yeah. So as far as martinis go, the martini was good at first. I was like, Oh, this is actually a really tasty martini. But by the time I got to the bottom, it was pretty fucking gross. So I feel like pure alcohol. (laughs) I feel like they stirred it. They didn't shake it. (laughs) Like, like James Bond says. So that was fun. Um, Let's see what else have we done? We've done multiple together. We oh yes we TikTok we've done multiple TikToks people on TikTok it's fun Dana uh, has Dana's actually got quite the following on TikTok you've got what <laughs> fourteen thousand likes or no you've got no I am at thirty thousand right now yeah because you you that. got you got to the point where you can go live now yes it, oh yeah no I'm over two yeah followers um I can look oh that's a follower thing. Yeah, so um but you just people have to follow you on TikTok. Yeah. And this one um this one what uh, this one sorry, I was just reading another these people are so angry. You got to let it go. Babe. Um <laughs> It's so funny. Like I sit here all day. She's got a lot of haters um, because of like she she just did this video 
which like we try not to get too political on the page, but she, it was basically her reaction to Biden uh, being the uh, projected winner, according to the news of the presidential election. And and you took like some kids audio where this kid was like throwing up or something. (laughs) yeah it was a baby gagging yeah and um so you you it was like i didn't say anything bad you know i was just like and like i even was like oh man like you know it it wasn't anything negative but i get like death threats and like i got this one lady the very tolerant the very tolerant left yeah but i love terrorizing them so because they uh they tr- they try to troll me all the time and sometimes it works but, but I gave it back I love terrorizing them it's like a new hobby of mine yeah um, but, but, but yeah TikTok is so harmless you know like it's just I mean it's just a bunch of fun you know it's it's just sad that like you know people can't agree to disagree just because I don't share the opinion of somebody else I get called like racist and whatnot it's like okay whatever anyway but I digress from that I love doing TikToks that are like um. Like I think I did one where I jumped over my bike. Yeah, yeah, Um, that was funny. And almost ate shit. Like that was fun. And then I did one that like, you know, like I threw my boot in the air and kicked it, and all of a sudden, like, you know, I changed clothes and all this other stuff. And oh, you got Dr. Kit. Oh, that's another thing that happened. You gave me your cat, so now my kids and I have a cat who you love. I love her. Yeah, I named her. Despise this cat. My cat's name is Dr. Kitchen. Her name is Kitten. Her name is Dr. Kit Bauer. (laughs) And she's loosely named after a professional wrestler named uh, Dr. Britt Baker. You can Google her. So Dana and I have done some group TikToks before. Like we did one, uh, we were at my house where we did a, uh, what do you want to fucking die? What the fucking nah. Kick the get rid of the cat. What you don't like cat button? Your I don't like cat button. The camera and um, okay. you're gone. you're talking to the cat, which oh, is sorry um, being recorded. <laughs> so so we've done that. We've done uh, some group TikToks like that where we're trying to get our lip syncs together. <clears throat> That's really hard for me. It's much easier for you. You're much better at that. <laughs> um, let's see what else have we done. We've done multiple podcasts together. You have your own podcast now. I do the D squared one Oh one exclamation mark podcast Mm -hmm. on anchor.fm. Um, which, uh, I've been on a couple of your podcasts there. We've talked about, yep. We've talked about various things on that. Um, Oh, and you met my kids. We we weren't supposed supposed to meet my kids for six months. That was sort of your rule. That was my rule. You know, just cause like, I just, I don't know. But you, I'm glad it, I did. Honestly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good rule. Um, and I was like, I was fine with that. And I also typically don't I don't like to have uh, people come in and out of my kids lives either. Yeah. So if I if I let you meet my kids, it's because, you know, you're someone special. And yeah. uh, so so you weren't we weren't supposed to have you meet my kids, but I needed to pick something up at your house. I don't even remember what it was. It's like. I don't remember either, but we, but the kids were with me. We went down to your place. Oh, now I remember. It was the same day that I gave you the cat and I was looking for that little stringy bee thing, you know, oh, with the, yeah. the and you're like, can thing. I come pick it up? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, can I come pick it up? The kids and I are in, in the, 
vicinity and I was like mid panic. I was like, fuck, I can't tell the kids. No, I just gave them a damn cat. They want to play with it. Like, like, shit, what do I do? And I was like, okay, well, you know, they can meet my bird. So see, I was, I was uh, coming to your house. I was just going to, I told the kids to that when we get to your house, just stay in the car. I'll run in and grab the thing and leave. So I like, my kids were actually planning on not coming in, but when you were like, yeah, the kids can come in and meet Spree, my bird. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you guys want to meet Dana's bird? And they're like, yeah. So we came and in. And they we, ended up being kind of scared of her because she's a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like she snaps at people and uh, I mean, she doesn't hurt, but people don't realize that when, when you're getting snapped at by a bird, you think you're going to get pinched or something. And Yeah. Uh, she's just, she's just bitchy it's just like she wants things her way and if you do anything else like to disturb her like little bubble she gets upset unless you're mama then i kind of rule i'm an alpha and omega in that house she i don't think she fucking likes me she she doesn't mind getting on my (laughs) shoulders but she like well like yesterday she was on my shoulder and she was like pecking at the back of my fucking head and nipping at my ears and shit and i was like what are you doing bird and then she was like like squawking at me and she's like i do what i want she's hilarious she cracks me up she's funny you also met my mom because uh we went i I went i took my kids down to the local republican um party they had an election night party for the presidential election and my mom is uh, she volunteers for the Republican Party down here, and uh, although we try to keep politics off, but that's what she does, and she's always trying to get me to go to their events, and so finally I was like, all right, yeah, sure, Mom, I'll, I'll go down there with you, and so I went down there, and then I told you about it, and you're like, I was like, you can join me if you want, and sure enough, you you showed up with a gun on your hip, because Marka, sure yeah, because yep. Marka, and we had fun though like that was i mean you're like yeah there's a bunch of like old people and or what What did you say there was it a actually bunch of old was, people yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it actually ended up being pretty fun you know mm-hmm. i had a, i had fun anyway oh the kids had a blast they um there was like door not door prizes but uh they did a, a silent auction mm-hmm. so we all put bids down on various things uh my son, Braden won this big, huge gift basket with all the crap in it. Uh, my daughter got a, a, a comic book and you got a big like American flag um, wooden plaque thing. Yeah, I love it. I still need to hang that. I think I'm going to hang it in my room next to my um, my bull rack thingy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've so we've done a lot here in the last month and a half. You also went hunting recently. Got bagged bag yourself a bull elk. My bull, yeah, my baby bull. He's only a one eighty three, but still, I mean, like he was, he's small and he's young, but he was a realistically for his age a pretty big bodied bull he had a he had a small rack but i still mounted it anyway because it's um he's my first bull did it european style i'm actually super excited to get that back but i won't get that back till probably february time frame how many points so, was he again 183 no i mean like individual points on the oh he was a five by five five by five okay yeah he was a i mean he was a good size bull good size bull 
Um, he's very, be I mean, his, his, uh, his rack is very, 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 very small to give you perspective. If you guys don't hunt at all, um, the biggest bulls found, um, and typically a trophy bull would be, would be in like three twenties and up, like people are really excited to get that even in, um, like we found, I think the biggest one in Colorado is somewhere upwards of 400, 413 or something like that. So how do you, can you explain to them how that scoring system works? So if you look at an elk antler, it kind of looks like, you know, it rocks back on their, on their body and at the very end, it kind of looks like a whale tail and it goes down. And then, so the very first point that you have is called a brow tine. And then you have the main beam, which goes a lot, the length of the body. And then you have like seconds, swords, you know, like all that. And then you have the whale tail. Anyway, you measure the points and the, the width and the difference between the two and like, it's like, it's kind of an in-depth thing, but basically you measure each antler and then you subtract the difference um, and it gives you from the score. sides. And, and yeah. yeah. And like you measure at certain points, you know, and then you subtract it, then you add it all up, you know, and then you get your score. So. Mm-hmm. Got it. It makes sense. So like, cause when I was growing up, we would go big game hunting. We'd go deer and elk hunting. And uh, you got the Ronas, babe. And um, mm-hmm. so we go deer and elk hunting, but my family personally, like we never really um, saved any trophies, you know, like my cousins did. My cousins would save, um, you know, trophies and stuff like that. But we always like my family, we always just did, just got the meat, you know, we, we use the meat and stuff on it. And that, that's about it. Uh, we yeah. would keep, we keep the deer hide sometimes use it for various things. But yeah, like, I don't think so had, had I gotten a bull before, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I probably wouldn't have kept his rack because it is very small, but he's my first bull. So it's, it's got this, um, sentimental value to it, but, sure. um, yeah. next year, if I get a bull, the same size, I'm not paying that money to get that mounted. So I definitely see, you know, like the only thing I might've kept is the ivories. And so bull bulls and cows bugle and they have ivory teeth and so that's typically what people like to keep because you can like you make pretty cool things out of them like people make knives or they make gunslings and stuff so yeah very all very cool so it's stuff like a decoration thing mm-hmm. it's not for everybody i bet you like guys in new york city are like what this crazy woman shot what? an animal you that? can't why don't why do you have to go hunting when you can just go to i the also store? ripped its heart out and ate it just yeah, so you know. yeah, that's hot. <laughs> like dances with fucking wolves. Just I did though. Yeah, I mean you, you I don't literally take, don't take away my thunder, babe. You you um you field field uh, cleaned that bowl. You pulled all the guts out. You kept the heart. You brought it home, and then you cooked it properly. Like you tenderized it and yeah, it and stuff like that. I ripped it out and then I ate it. Yeah. With steps in between. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. It's basically. <laughs> you like, don't need to know those steps. That was like the short Basically story. like dances with wolves. Yeah. Killed my vibe. <laughs> um, so now we're in quarantine because um, so last week I, I went over to your place. You're going to, you're going to cough again because of the COVID. I went over to your place. It was Tuesday 
you cooked me dinner again. And um, I, I spent the night at your place. And the what next, cook? do you remember? I think what it was, was the, it, the Thai stuff. It again? was the Thai stuff again. Delicious. Okay. Um, mm. And then the, yeah, the next morning you were like on your deathbed, just yeah, you're because you're like the, the night before you were like, oh, you know, was, I've got the sinus problems and it, like it happens all the time. I got the sinus infection, I think. But the next morning you were like, you know, like you, you were not feeling good. You had a lot of chest congestion. You were coughing. You didn't want to kiss me. Like Rolfed, like, yeah, you were, what were, were you in the, sh- no, you weren't in the shower. I think you were packing your things. Yeah. And I was like standing in the middle of my living room. And I just got super nauseous and I almost had to run outside. So my house is pretty small. Like, so I was pretty close to my front door and no, you were using the restroom. I think you might've been brushing your teeth or something like that. And I was like, fuck, I can't go to the restroom. And then I felt it coming and then I, I almost tossed my cookies and then you came out and then I sat down for a minute and drank some coffee and I still was like having trouble keeping my composure and then the rest of that day I was just like down and out for the count yeah because I like when I was leaving you you didn't want to give me a kiss because you're like I don't want to give you whatever I've got so uh but I but I kissed you the night before so that's really what like the big scare came from because then like you're on your deathbed you basically slept all day Wednesday Thursday you felt like shit again and you're like you, you were like, I'm going to call the VA um, because you get, because you're a veteran. So you use the, your VA benefits and yep. uh, you're going to go, go to make an appointment at the VA hospital. And they sent you to urgent care. That was a, uh, was that Friday? No, that was that Thursday. Um, no. So yeah, I called them on, on Thursday. It was Thursday. And yeah. then they, yeah, sent they, sent, they sent me to urgent care. To they told me that I could go to, yeah, that, that made me so angry. So I am in the medical field and it just pisses me off that you are sending sick people out of a medical facility. That does not make sense to me. So like, there are so many, like, there are like flesh eating viruses that can kill people in like days, you know, not a fucking head cold. And they're sending me out to my car, like to get pneumonia, like a peasant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> fucking that made me so mad but anyway so walk back out to my car um actually well and even when I was on the phone with the VA because I was you know really short of breath and coughing a lot they're like okay well if it gets any worse go to the ER but right now go to urgent care so I get to urgent care and I was like I know I have a sinus infection and sure enough they they look me over and I've got dual ear infections and sinus infection and So they put the eardrops in my ears, give me the antibiotics and stuff. They're like, okay, uh, go to the Grand Junction ER and they'll test you there. Yeah. I was like, okay. At the VA hospital. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't want to waste my time. If you say, they're like, okay, you have it, but we want to, we want to like verify or whatever. And I was like, okay. So they're like, okay, go to the Grand Junction VA. I was like, I'm not, you know, so I get home and I told you, you know, like, this is what they said. And you're like, oh shit, you know, like I was like, I'm just going to quarantine and just assume that I have it, stay home and fucking, you know, get it over with. And then, yeah, but, but then I, like you have, you have people that 
really need to know, you know? So then we ended up going the next day. So the next day I call the VA cause they told me to call before I walk in, even though I had an appointment already. So I called, I was like, okay, I'm on my way. Do I just check in here, here, here? They're like, okay, well, actually we don't want you to come to the ER. We want you to go to the fairgrounds. And that's when you made my appointment. Cause I was at that point, I was, I was still pretty sick that day. Like I still felt like poopy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so unmotivated, just, st- I think I fell asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep in the car on the yeah. way there. I was we were like, listening to 3% man like, and it was riveting. So you passed out. Probably. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I just, I just, I felt like a bag of ass. I just, I did not feel good. And then we sat in the car for like 40 minutes. I gave the test to myself and then <clears throat> they didn't even do the, the, the test where you swab your nostril and like swab your fucking frontal brain lobe. They, they, this I'm one really was really happy e- about that. Yeah. This was an easy that one. Been- they just, yeah. you just swab the inside of your mouth. They're like cough good, like three times and then swab like the back of your molars. And the- that was actually really frustrating for me. Cause I'd been like coughing up my lungs for the past few days. And then the one time where I actually need to cough, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, <laughs> you know, like what the hell? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I am super thankful that it wasn't like the up the nose thing because my sinus is already super inflamed and agitated. I'm glad they didn't stick anything up there. Cause that would have sucked. So, yeah. So that was on Friday that we're recording this on a Sunday and, um, they were supposed to, we we're supposed to get results back in 24 to 48 hours. So we, cause I, I'm supposed to get my kids back this week. I called my ex-wife and said, Hey, keep the kids. Cause I don't know if, 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 uh, Dana's giving me the Rona or not. And, and then my parents, I like, I went to their house on Wednesday. So after I, I was potentially exposed to Dana. Uh, so I was like, Oh shit, my parents need to know this. My, my ex-wife needs to know. So I can have my kids back. So that's what like the big, you know, sort of, um, I guess, pressing need to get that test done. But then of course it's the weekend and we still don't know. So, so Dana and I are still sort of like self-quarantining, but you're feeling a lot better. Um, as soon as you told me about it, like I started boning up on emergency and zinc, like crazy. So I haven't really had any symptoms at all. That's good. So that's, if you guys are out there, if, if, uh, by the time this publishes, it's uh, February or March, Hopefully the Rona bullshit has gone away, but if not, if you come into contact with someone that had it or whatever has it, emergency and zinc, man, bone mm-hmm. up on it. Zinc is like super, super um, hopeful. And honestly, so I was having trouble. Like I don't have asthma. I don't have di- like I'm a perfectly happy, healthy thirty-year-old woman, and I was having trouble breathing. Um, but I have a humidifier in the house and um, since you're like constantly like coughing and stuff like that, your lungs and stuff are super raw and just like, and dry, like everything. So we live in Colorado where everything's super dry. So if you live in places like that, um, I highly suggest a humidifier that definitely helped um, ease my breathing and like soothed my lungs and stuff. So absolutely. So really hot showers. Um, was as hot as you can tolerate is supposed to kill the virus mouthwash is supposed to kill the virus and so is flonase so food for thought 
and wash your fucking hands. You, <laughs> you dirty sons of bitches. So, so yeah. So long story short, a month and a half into being exclusive and um, we're in quarantine right together. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was funny. Cause like, um, like we're like kind of excluded from the outside world. So we're like sending everybody TikTok. So his daughter and I kind of TikTok together. She uh, tagged me in a thing today. That was pretty funny. So she's always liking my videos and stuff. So mm-hmm. she's a pretty intelligent young lady. That's yes, funny. I concur. I'm proud of her. All right. Well, I think that's it. That pretty much sums things up. You're happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Okay. Things are going well. Mm-hmm. 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 I can't think of anything else. Great. All right. And uh, we already got what uh, being a 3% woman means to you (laughs) last time you were on. Um, So let me ask you a question. So you still haven't read the book. No. You've downloaded it. Uh, You've listened to it a little bit on audio, but then you passed out because of the Rona. (laughs) Yep. But based on... What I've told you about the book, what you've, what little you've heard of it from the audiobook, and then that most recent call with Louise, mm-hmm. what do you think of the three percent man from a from a a woman's perspective? So I'm still kind of skeptical about the book. So I think. Um, I, I think I'm definitely going to have to to just buckle down and listen to it before I give you like a like a intelligent response. But as far as I can tell, a lot of this is pretty obvious, and um, some of it, like I've said, is. I think like I feel like you might think it's obvious because you're a woman, right? Um, and a lot of a lot of the things that. Corey talks about in the book is how women want guys to act a certain way, but they expect the men to already know it. So but the take, fact that the, Congress- yeah, but I was just going to say the fact of the matter is a lot of guys don't fucking know how to get that, but like how to treat their women. Right. So take the conversation with Louise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, guys just say, you know, some guys make the mistake and they just go, hi. Mm-hmm. Well, no shit. Like, what, what do you, ex- you're going to, hi. Like, you would think that, that it would be you know, that's common pretty, knowledge. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's not. It's sadly, it's, sadly, it's, it's hard for us. So, men, and you but... take, you know, um, take your friend Luke. We were talking about icebreakers, right? You yeah. know, where he says something really funny. And that's either going to nail it, like, you know, they, they latch onto it or they blow them off because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, I mean, duh, you know, you, you <laughs> have to like, you know, that's, that's pretty obvious. Like some people are just not going to like, are just, just not going to vibe. Like your, um, his giraffe comment that, I mean, that cracked me up. I was like, what the, you know, like into the right He's person. killing it with the giraffe comment. it's hilarious like and you know nine times out of ten if you can make somebody laugh man or woman 
it's going to be a home run, you know, like people, nobody wants to like, just sit there and be like doom and gloom all the time or like pull a conversation out of you. They want to like sit there, have a like good conversation with a down to earth person and be able to laugh with you, you know, and like, and like establish a rapport and be on a personal level with you. If you can get someone to laugh, breaks the ice instantly. Right. And now you will have those people out there like, can you be serious for a second? Like, okay, Karen, get yeah. away easy you know there I mean? fucking karen yeah yeah so er, there are always karens in the world but um that's yeah, why i'm dating a a, that's why i'm dating a dana ah hey <laughs> um yeah to, to answer that better i'm gonna have to read the book because there are definitely things i don't like but definitely things that i do like and i think that i need to <sighs> just do it <laughs> and listen to it <laughs> i keep saying that one day i'll do it one day i will I'll, I'll tell you what if you read the book you'll be doing better than my cousin who i've been trying to get to read the book for fucking months so <laughs> is he a, oh is this the um never mind um <laughs> yeah the one that ran off to oregon yeah okay with a girl sure i was yeah. allowed to say that um if I read it, do I get all the popcorn? Yeah, yeah. And hot cocoa with schnapps? With schnapps? Damn right. Okay, I'll do it. All right, sounds good, Dana. All right, well, thank you for joining me. Of course. All right, we'll have, to, we'll have to have you back on uh, in the, a month from now. Give another update. You should do... A exclusive two update. I don't know. I was trying to come up with. I was trying to come up with a a catchy tagline. Yeah, well, we'll come up. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll come up with it next time. <laughs> All right. Bye, babe. Bye. Thanks again for joining me, babe. For the record, Dana ended up testing negative for the Rona. <laughs> it took about five business days to get the results too, which was super inconvenient. Anyway, we got through it. And we're looking forward to bringing another relationship update to you in the near future. All right, guys. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube. And I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.